Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Joshua Stein with JS Fitness in Reynolds, New Jersey. Joshua, what is going on, man? Happy Friday. How are you feeling? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you on, Josh. And, you know, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with your facility here, you know, first, we want to take a step back, right? And let's go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective. So if you can, in your own words, Josh, how would you describe your facility and what you guys do? Yes. All right. Very good question. So um, I um, actually look at my facility. So I have uh, my studio is primarily a personal training studio where it's predominantly one-on-one training. So the word that I actually would use to best describe this place is it's like a sanctuary. Like this is a place where people come here, whether it's like super early in the morning and they're half asleep or they come here after a super long day and they know for a fact whether they're feeling energized and they're ready for a good workout or if they're feeling like they need to pick me up, they're gonna walk out of this place feeling better. They're gonna walk out of here feeling lighter. They're gonna walk out of here feeling a lot more clear and kind of like ready to tackle the rest of the week. Um, So like even with my clients, like I believe that that's such an important part in the equation for long-term sustainability. Because then if like you miss the gym for two weeks and you just tell yourself, oh, I miss that feeling of, of just feeling good, not, oh, I have to get back into my workout that's kind of our approach here. Um, So I really take pride in the fact that this is a place where above all things, people are going to walk in the door feeling one way and they're going to walk out feeling a lot better. Yeah. I I love that approach. I think that's great. I think that's a smart approach to have, right? If you can make it almost as enjoyable as like watching TV, right? When you go ahead and you you watch TV and then you can walk out of there. Wow. That was a great show. That's what the gym should feel like. So I love the, uh, you never the metaphor. You talk yourself into watching a TV show. It's never like, oh, let's go. Like, if you just go watch that show. <laughs> so true. So true. And so, you know, Josh, let's dive into the basics here now that we understand the gym a little bit more. Um, you know, I guess let's start bare bones, right? How many members or clients are you serving currently? So currently I'm serving about 50 clients and my, my training is set up to have zero commitments and zero contracts. So I have a lot of people that float within and out. Um, like within this year, I've trained about 130 people. And a lot of those people will maybe like even come in almost like maintenance. Like they'll come in as a checkup, kind of let me know how their routine's going, how their program's going. Like the beauty of my approach to training is that I'm going to sit down with someone and we're going to connect and see if we can see what it is that they want to obtain. And then we're going to work on just that together. So what some one person's need is may be completely different than another person's need. And I even preach to people that my goal isn't uh, to train people forever. My goal is for you to kind of ease off of me. And honestly, I want them to hear my words in their head while they're training. Um, so yeah, it's kind of weird. Like it's, I would say like consistently I have about 50 members a week, but it does kind of fluctuate with different uh, members coming in and out. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so now for you, Josh, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? What's worked well for you? Yeah. 
Um, so one, I, as you can tell, I'm obviously very passionate and I always try to keep it extremely genuine. And I think that's helped a lot with word of mouth, but my bread and butter, my absolute go-to is, um, finding, like I, I was using Facebook a whole lot and I was really trying to utilize the Facebook groups by finding certain groups that I feel like would really benefit like from here. Um, and then when I would post in those groups, I was really, really adamant on not just spamming and trying to tell everyone, here's a personal training business. I try to talk to almost social media the same way I would talk to a new person. And that's something I found really successful is just kind of being very authentic, very honest. Like, this is my business. This is how I approach training. And then from there, I feel like that's actually like really even brought in the right kind of people that like really fit this community. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to highlight the tail end of that, of that sentence is the community. I think when you can really truly build a community in your gym, it creates that environment where they don't want to leave. Right. And yes. just like getting new people through their door is important. Retention is if not the same or more important than getting new people through Absolutely. their door. And Absolutely. Uh, so I, I, I love the, the description there, Josh. And so, you know, with where you guys are at now, let's say this hypothetically leads traffic clients, all these things are unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go from where you're at now? So honestly, not much. Um, I, I really love what I do and my schedule is even kind of close to capped out. So my actual next goal for my business is to really expand my YouTube brand. And I'm trying to be able to access more people globally through YouTube. And my long-term goal would be able to just truly train because I love it and then build content around that, but then really make my income just from YouTube. Yeah. I know okay. it's really unique. That's my goal. Yeah. No, no, it is. It definitely is. And, but now when you say YouTube, do you mean online coaching or do you mean the direction of just being a content creator? Being a content creator, monetizing videos. I've been doing, um, posting three times a week and I have uh, one series where I talk about mental health every single week. And then I have other various videos that are just like either full stretching routines or form corrections or like specific tips on like plateaus or I'm not trying to be wishy-washy with my content. It's like straight up helpful to people. Um, Cause I hate to say it, but I feel like the internet is so diluted with a lot of like just fake content. That's not actually going to help people, you know? Yeah. And if you can give that free high quality value, it'll pay dividends. I always say that, but a lot of people yes. don't want to, you know, suffer the time delay. Right. Or, you know, it's delayed yeah. gratification. And Dude, and, and that's uh, it's a really good point, because even right now, like I said, I've been posted on YouTube for a few months, and it, it is definitely a test of character when you're posting for a few months, and it's like two views on every video, but I'm committed. I'll keep posting every, I'll post for three years and keep getting these views until I get what that's I it. want, so I'm not worried about it. It's a battle of consistency. I love it. I love it. And so, going to throw a little tough question here, Josh, but a good question in itself, uh, a good segue to, to talk about improvement, self-improvement, areas of improvement, all those things. So, you know, uh, what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are going to be three pillars of business. That's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door. Then you have your acquisition, which is your sales. So getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And then we have our retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? 
I would say I could improve on that third option. Um, I feel like I, I do a really good job of getting my clients in the door and keeping them in the door. And I feel like I even do a really good job of building trust because my clients can feel that I'm not ever pushing anything onto them. Anyway. But um, I, I completely agree because I think maybe I should just almost just communicate the things that I'm passionate about, the things that I believe in for my health, and then maybe see if I can kind of increase my revenue through that, but keeping yeah. it genuine. Yeah, and I think uh, it's and one thing I always have to piggyback here just for the viewers, right? For me, you might understand this. And it's simply that when you become that one-stop shop for them, it's not that you're trying to take more money out of their pockets. You're giving them more value, right? And if they, you know, for example, if they buy supplements from you, right? Or if they buy, let's add, if you have any nutrition offering, right? Like that's something that they would probably go somewhere else for if you recommended yeah. it, but might as well be from you, right? So yeah. I... I I appreciate the honesty there, Josh. I think that's a, is a big point. You can put success to the side and still admit you can improve in certain places. I think that's major. So thank you for that. And the last two questions for you here, Josh, my two favorite questions. You know, what's the bigger picture for you long-term? I know you kind of alluded to it, but if you want to give like another 30-second like, like plan, what does it look yeah. like for you in the next five, 10 years? So long-term, um, I would like a, a much bigger facility that's the size of like a massive commercial gym, but it's not a commercial gym. That's just used for personal training. So maybe that massive gym has about 12 trainers in there and all of their clients have an extremely roomy, very comfortable, very private, very like in-depth experience. Um, so that's really my vision with that. And I want to kind of see if I can branch out into various um, – different, I guess, branches of health. Like I definitely would like a sauna at my next gym. And I also want to actually try to offer um, some sort of appointment system. Like I think saunas need to be talked about a bit more. I think we should like make things like that more of a priority. So I think if I get a bigger space like that, I can start delving into, uh, like I said, saunas, maybe cryotherapy, more recovery work. Maybe I could get like a physical therapist or a masseuse there. Um, so really, I want to just be like, kind of like what you said, like the one-stop shop for wellness. But at the same time, I don't want it to ever feel like it's, I personally hate going to a gym and it's so crowded. Like you plan your workout and then you're like, well, I guess I'm not doing that today. So I, I, I want to give people that experience. I love that. I love that. I think you're, you're definitely looking in the avenue of, of where there's pain, right? And I think that's, that's awesome. I think that's awesome. So great point there too, Josh. And so one last question for you, my favorite question of the day, and it's simply, you know, if you can go back in time here, Josh, to when you first started your gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? That's a really good question. Um, I would say... Try not, get, try not to get too distracted by all like the glamorous aspects of running a business. Like it is gonna be very tempting to spend money on things that you don't need. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is that I have what I need. I have enough for what I need, but at the same time, the business is continuing to grow. And if you're paying money towards something that's not furthering your client experience and it's not growing your business, well then why are you throwing money at it? Um, and I think if you really start delegating your thing, like, the way I even divide up my actions, like if I'm, if everything I'm doing isn't furthering me or it's not leading me to value, then why would I do that? And that's, I think the advice I would give myself is that um, from day one, I would really try to just think, 
what are things that are directly going to bring people into this door or what's going to enhance their experience? And that's it, nothing else. If something looks cool, that's cool. But if it's not going to enhance the experience or bring more people, it doesn't really matter. Josh, I'm going to tell you this one. That was a mic drop of an answer. <laughs> it's a good place <laughs> to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please shout out your Facebook, Instagram, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the facility? Oh, I appreciate that. Um, so I have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can just search JS Fitness and Wellness. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm honestly most passionate about my YouTube right now. Like I'm really pouring my heart into it. Um, and I have plenty of content right now and I'm going to keep cranking it out three times a week. So if you guys check that out, I have a series on uh, mental health and I have plenty of helpful workout content too. So I really appreciate that, JJ. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, no problem. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, and if you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, just so I can let you know how you can get the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Phil from the Athlete Factory out of Manchester, UK. Welcome to the show, Phil. How are you today? Yeah, really good. No, really good. Good. I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about your business. But before we dive into the business side um, too deep, kind of give us a little bit of background. What was it ultimately that made you become a fitness business owner? Yeah, well, it's a bit of a long story. I'm a former professional uh, rugby player. So I played all my career um, and then went into coaching. And then, um, you know, typically professional sport, you can have a four-year contract but it can last four minutes um and that happened to me up in scotland um when i was working for the scottish rugby union um you know head coach gets sacked and people follow and uh so i sort of was in the wilderness a little bit but what i learned from working uh on the rugby coaching side i end up getting my snc degree my nutritional degrees to partner what i was doing in performance in in professional sport so i had that sort of background and um just stumbled across the gym and I was looking for something else because I was sort of disillusioned with rugby a little bit, you know, because I, I, I think we moved twice to different clubs in, in three years as a family. So it's not ideal. Um, so I sort of decided to try some of my own. Um, I was got a lot of education at Exos and uh, DeFranco and Westside. So I, I knew the gym industry in America and I wanted to bring that to to the to the UK because no one was really having that transition from professional sport but sharing it with Joe Public. So 
I decided to do it, didn't know what I was doing, had no clue of the industry. I've never had a gym membership myself because I was always a professional athlete. So I had no clue. And it was industry, interesting in seeing the industry and how it worked. And uh, I just wanted to do something different and just emulate what we do in professional sport and how we work in teams, how we coach, how we look after people. Uh, and dove, dove straight in, literally every penny I had went to building this facility from scratch. And um, that's been our HQ, so to speak, and the flagship of, of the business. Um, I've had to continue my coaching on the side. So I work in the States with the USA committee, looking after the USA rugby sevens for the Olympics for men and women. So I commute to the States, still trying to keep, keep the books afloat to, um, to pay the bills while the gym's growing. And uh, yes, yeah, so I dove in massively, but it's it mainly because I was, little bit disillusioned with with coaching but also had that inside knowledge luckily enough from from doing stuff in the states i could bring it to the uk wow so (laughs) you started this kind of like by chance and now it's really blown up um and you have quite the brand that you have built so kind of give us an elevator pitch of the athlete factory who you are what services you have to provide and just paint that picture so we understand your business model yeah, I mean, I suppose we're very much like any other gym business, um, but the way we sort of different is, is sharing that knowledge and expertise and, and customer care um, with Joe Public. So everyone who comes a member of our facility, they get a program, uh, they, they, they get our training app, they get tracked, they get fully screened. Um, they have all the assessments that you would probably if you come into you know, a professional sports team. Um, and then they're off and running and they, and they train our facility you know, with the guidance. You know, every six weeks we look to train their, change, tweak their programs so the body keeps stimulating and just track them and follow them. And you know, all our, we're very high tech as well, like you would be in pro sports. So we're linked to every, every app and everything that's going um, to make you know, the data tracking and, and us as a caring um, facility uh, work for our members, you know, the people aren't just a number, like most gyms, especially in the UK, you know, they're actually a person, it's that connection to the, to the person that really counts. And um, we drive that. So I see that every facility we've got, that's like a, a professional sports team, like a, I don't know, um, a New England Patriots and every member in there is part of that team. And, and we make sure that we connect and, enjoy that now it's quite difficult with the numbers but you know luckily we've got a great app that um can manage these programs and we got some good staff that's um that's on that and and i think that's the other thing where we're different we um only only employ coaches who are snc degreed or they've worked in professional sport um because again we want a different knowledge being filtered down to our members not you know, a weekend PT course and next, you know, someone's coaching PT, which to me when I started in the industry was mind blowing that you could offer that to, you know, medical advice in essence to, to people after doing a three or four week day course. So um, that's really us in a nutshell, sharing our elite sport knowledge with everyone and making sure that our, our members are fully serviced in, in a way that we would in professional sport. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about kind of what that clientele looks like. Do you have a wide range of different types of clients yeah. that you particularly see? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a massive demographic. It's quite, you know, people don't really understand the wide range that the gym is shows, but we, we, you know, we've got, we, um, again, emanating America with, with the programs and, and the, athletic development programs they do in the states for 11 euros so we got we got 
an academy program uh, membership. So it's you know, 11 to 14 year old where you're just mastering your body, then 14 to 18 is sports specific. So we got the youth section and then we got Joe Public. You know, we've got the, the mums getting fit after, you know, giving childbirth. We got weekend warriors who's trying to play football at the weekend. You know, we got just 40, 50 year olds want to get fit. And, um, and then all the way to, you know, we've got Olympic gold medalists. We've got, you know, um, Paddy the Baddy, you know, who's a UFC fighter, who's making a name for himself in the world of that. You know, we've got all these that come through and um, we we cater for literally everyone because of our knowledge and the style of facility that we've built um, allows people to train in the same places, you know, Olympic athletes to kids who are 11, who are aspiring to do something. That's great. So a little bit of group training by the sounds of it, some, you know, one-on-one training with certified trainers. Um, yeah. So how, with the, with the trainers, do you employ them or do they contract and pay rent um, out of your space? Yeah. So again, that was the industry, interesting thing I was saying about the, the industry. You know, I didn't know that it's, you know, a bit like a hairdressers, you know, in the UK, you rent a chair, you pay your, pay your dues or you you contribute contradict that by by giving errors of free labor so um i was amazed uh, and you know how that works and how little pts can earn in some of these big chains and that was a big surprise and i didn't want that and i didn't want a transitional business where people come and go i, I wanted to develop careers and i wanted to you know like i would when i'm building teams for professional sports you're employ and you're investing that time in that person to develop and hopefully for them to go on and do better or, or make your team better and that's the big thing so yeah we i've got we've got four um employed coaches so they run the programs so they're basically overseeing the app and and doing that and doing the coaching uh and then the rest you know at chester and our hq we've we've got 12 uh coaches now paying rent but but we do a bit different they pay a minimal rent and you know that they, they they don't kick back it's uh, anything um they earn so you know they do pay us rent but it's not like an ongoing you gotta pay 10 pound every time your client comes in and, and stuff like that like some gyms do here it's um you know what they make they make uh, on top of their rent then we ask them to do our coach-led sessions or group sessions and classes and there's a contra deal on that so but we try we try and really make them um own some of the classes and develop their own if they if they're interested in developing some of yeah. or, or style um then you know by all means put it to us and then we'll put it in the in the schedule and you know the other thing i'm big on as well is um C- cpd for them so i make every coach put a, um, a suggestion in to to offer if it's being i don't know come come to the states with me and work for a week to learn there it might be going to a professional team that we've we've got connections with i always want them to get ahead of the industry and not just be um you know plodding away that that same pt session doing it with every client that comes through every minute because that's the other big thing we have is you know we, we keep an eye on our our, P, our coaches because no two sessions or no two people should do the same PT session. You see right. it in the industry. They set up their little thing. Someone gets blitzed through a whole circuit and then they tidy it up. Next one comes in exactly the same, but it's a totally different gender, a totally different person that's come in. And I feel that's just a, a lazy way to coach and something that we would never do with a player in professional sports. So why would you do that with Joe Public? Just because it's easy and you can make 40, 40 quid for that hour. Still yeah, got to give that. 
Yeah, we have to be super personalized with it because that's what's going to help our clients see results. If our clients are seeing results, they're going to stick around and keep spending money with us. Yeah, so, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, and that, that that's the big thing is that connection and, and, the, and you know, I'm trying to get our team to, uh, we, we don't sell, we're very organic. So we're not, we're not cold selling, we're not pushing the sales. What we do push is keeping the members. So we try and hold on to them for, for as long as we can. We don't want them to leave. Like you said, we want them to do more and more and enjoy more of the, of the facility. They want to feel they get such a benefit um, and such a worthwhile uh, cost, you know, effectively for them, not trying to get sales, you know, getting, in, getting 10 sales, but losing five, um, you know, it's just a waste of energy. I'd rather keep, keep my five and, and make sure we look after them. Yeah, no, for sure. So within the model, like how much, what percentage of your revenue would you say comes from that personal training side of things? Uh, I think it's about 40%, you know, that's, so we're, we're, we're very much a membership um, based. So again, we've got the, we've got the youth side of it. Um, and then we've basically got two, two memberships, which is um, an open membership. So you can come and use our facility but you get no programming, no screening, no nothing like that. Or, um, you know, for another, uh, I think it's like 20, 20 pound more, you get a full ultimate, you know, full bespoke program, screening, care, a coach, you know, coach-led sessions, all that comes with it. So we're, cool. we push people to that way because then we can monitor them better. And obviously it's an easy, um, it's an easy upsell for us, you know, and um, we, we try and convert the, the open ship members to the program, to the AF athlete, the program yeah. membership because, you know, it just makes sense, and there's more. We, we got more of them, you know. So that's um, so yes, yeah, so we're about 60, percent and then it's class and PT that's probably fills the rest of it. Yeah, no, that definitely does make sense. I think the idea of you know having those two different memberships and trying to convert people into that second, um, second one, I'm sure you know it is a little bit more expensive, but you're giving them more resources to help them reach their goals, uh, exactly. And, uh, your focus is really on that retention and keeping your members. So we want to make sure that we're getting them in a program where they are going to see success. Mm -hmm. um, so that's yeah. huge. Uh, so membership wise in the facility, uh, the, the, the main one, the headquarters, um, how many members do you guys have? Uh, we got 750 at the moment. So it's okay. not, you know, massive, but it's um, it's it's nice and it, it ticks over that place. So it's um, so you're seven fifty, and um, you know, continue grow again. We're organic. We hardly do any marketing, mainly because I've been stung by marketing companies when I started it, and I just can't stand them anymore. So yeah, we um, we wasted a hell of a lot of money. Or I wasted a hell of a lot of money on marketing, and um, wasted with no return, you know, and got got the own marketing spiel and uh, got totally sold down that river. Um, so we don't really do what we do our own stuff and we're starting to do more now. And um, so we don't really market. It's been all organic and that's been the, the good thing. Um, and uh, I think, you know, teams coming to use us has been a big marketing thing for us as well. You know, you know, professional teams come and do camps at our place. Um, and obviously, you know, having, um, professional athletes and superstars of UFC and things like that come and train there. It's um, that all helps. It's all organic, but yeah. Yeah, no, it does help and it does generate kind of that word of mouth, right? So mm -hmm. if um, we have word of mouth, generally we're going to have, you know, 
some clients coming in, but it is hard to predict. It's hard to track when, you know, we're going to see an influx or when we're going to have a quiet month and there's no uh, referral word of mouth coming in. Um, so you mentioned there that you kind of had been burned by some marketing agencies <laughs> and, uh, that's happened yeah. to most of us, right? They, yeah. uh, I would say that's something that's very, very common that a lot of us kind of fall into not necessarily a trap, but we work with somebody and there's unkept promises. Yes. Uh, so for you, how long ago was all of that? And when, um, and how long have you been doing strictly organic? Oh, for the last maybe four or five years, we've been doing organic ourselves. Um, you know, it, the, the big thing uh, when I started, you know, the concept everyone sort of went, went mad about it for was a great idea. And of course, get loads of people and, um, pitching for for this you need to do this you need to seo you need to google ads you need to pay this and do that and we'll do that and you know suddenly it was you know i'm paying someone three thousand pound a month and i ain't got built my facility yet you know it's um it's just wasted money i've felt and so we we didn't have the facility built but I was paying a marketing people to bring people in but we weren't even open yet so that didn't make sense and and i you know i i i admit that you know that's not my forte and um you know, I got totally hoodwinked sometimes with the, with the gobbledygook of what you need to do and, and, and what I need to pay for. I just went along with it and trusted people. But like I said, there's a lot of promises that weren't delivered. And I think what I've learned from all that is, um, you know, if you if you want to be a, a, a giant company, then you've got to hire giants and, you know, hire a team that you trust who can do that. And I think we've got that now. Um, and, you know, the, the, the property side, the building side, the manufacturing, you know, the brands, all that's now got something in place that I really trust and, you know, I'm letting, letting them get on with their job and trust them to do it. When I started, it was, you know, you get sort of everyone popping up saying about marketing and social media stuff and all that. And it's a big learning curve. It's been a, you know, four, four or five years of a big learning curve. And um, that hopefully, you know, people ask, will I do it all again? Absolutely. Because now I know the, what questions to ask. I know what to, to look for. Um, so even, you know, doing the whole building, the whole facility from scratch, um, I would do it again because, you know, we, we, we know what to do this time and you sort of learn, but you've got to get through that to, you've got to get it wrong to get it right. I think it's probably the, the saying I'd say, and that's where that all come into it really, especially the marketing. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, um, something important to point out here too, is like, we're always going to have marketing agencies reaching out to us and something that's very important. If you are new to the industry and you are looking for some help when it comes to marketing, try to find somebody that is experienced in the health and fitness world. Somebody right. that has worked with someone like you, because, you know, ultimately the marketing agency down the street who markets the restaurants in your town or the chiropractor in your town, like that's completely different than marketing a fitness business. People 100%. aren't motivated to just walk in the door yeah. of a gym when they see an ad. So we have to kind of approach things differently. Yeah. No, um, I agree. And I think with social media now, you know, it's not so much needed. You can do it organically if you know what to do and, and who to target. And I think that was the, the learning curve from all these sort of blanket, you know, your your ads, your Facebook ad or Google ad or whatever it is, is going to reach thirty thousand people in the area. But how many of them are actually into fitness or into? So the targeted ones are really the interesting ones now for me. So, you know, we target 
um, people who's got you know things like my fitness pal on their phone and those sort of apps you know their conscience and they're serious about their health fitness and you know they're looking for that they're the ones you want not just any old database and i think that's where i got a bit hoodwinked of you know the numbers game but actually we got out of those thirty thousand people we got an ad for we probably got two people ask about a membership and that's it's not worth it so you can do it organically and i think that my my suggestion to anyone now would be you know, to look at social media, look at targeting marketing, understand your, your your market and understand the people you want to drag in and then try to find a way to market to them, not just this blanket stuff because it's not, you, you, I don't think you get your bang for your buck. Yep. So final question that I have for you that I like to kind of discuss here on the podcast, I think it's a really good talking point is, you know, if I were to hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business had come true, you'd reach them all. What would that picture look like for you? Uh, I think for us, well, for me, definitely, I'd like to sit back and see that we've got, you know, numerous sites, really big sites that are doing some fantastic things. Not not business, so much business-wise. I, I think the business will take care of itself. The numbers will, will, will take care of itself if we do the right stuff. I like to see us having you know, being the name that professional athletes go to, or we've, we've developed a young athlete who is with us at 11 is now gone on to, you know, something special in, in his sport and it's all because of what we did, or we've, I know, helped some disabled, you know, it's just something really worthwhile that we can tangible and hang our hat on and say, well, we you know, be proud of. Um, Cause I think the way that our business is and the way it's, it's going, I think the numbers will look after itself and the sites will look after itself. I think, if, if you give me that wand and put all that together, I think I'd just like to sit back and, and be proud of what that we've actually achieved something meaningful and changed changed people's lives, really. Yeah, definitely. So um, what, like, because you want to continue to impact people, have more sides, et cetera, what do you feel is important that you focus on as the owner of this business right now to make this something that happens sooner rather than later? Yeah, I, I think, the big thing we're working on at the moment, and we've we've we're in in uh, heads of terms at, at one site is um, is working with other property landlords. You know, so what we're seeing now in 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 the property industry, especially the commercial side, is that people need more amenities to come back to work. So they need there's got to be an attraction. So more and more of these properties and landlords are starting to to look at you know how can we do that and putting a gym in there and us looking after the well-being of 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 their tenants so to speak um is something that i think we could we could really get into the market and that's something we're we're really pursuing at the moment and that's why i'm concentrating on moment because i think working in partnership with the landlords we can get some really good deals in place to get us in 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 facilities very quickly um alongside us teaming up with you know, sports clubs, um, a bit, you know, it's a bit different over here in, in the UK. Sports clubs have a lot of ground and a lot of space and facilities, but never use them. They only use it maybe once or twice a week and at the weekends. So teaming up with them to build a facility on their space to enhance the, the club and serve the community is something as, as well I'm trying to um, push more for us. Yeah, for sure. So what would be something that you wish somebody had told you before you went and opened up these gyms that you would like to share with somebody who is new to the industry? <laughs> um, I wish someone had told me how bloody hard it was, excuse the language. It's like, it's like when you start up, you know, it's, it's, you, you've got to get a handle on everything. And I, I wish someone would have guided me through um, 
the costing. So I think that was a big one. You know, I, I, I simply thought it wasn't going to be this difficult, but um, uh, the, the costings and and just understand the numbers like that's it I, I think i was very casual with it all if i'm honest i think if, if i did you know from now on everything's all about make sure we hit our targets and our numbers and make sure we got enough before we open let alone you know i, I just thought you know you build it and they'll come which luckily we did but um i think it, it was a lot of ag that i i went through that i didn't need to and i think concentrate on the numbers and make sure they're right um and 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 I think, you know, we've got the model of the care for the customer. And I think that's the big one as well is, is keeping those customers. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's important to, when you decide you want to go open a business, create kind of that game plan, create targets, and then create that game plan, that roadmap on how you're going to get there. Because you, it's great to have the attitude, like if we build it, they'll come. And a lot of us have that attitude if we're in this industry, because we just tend to be very optimistic people, but that's not enough. If you're looking to make this a business that supports, you know, yourself, your family, you get a, you really have to plan and be meticulous. Yeah. Uh, so that was a great point. And Phil, where can our listeners go if they are interested in learning more about the athlete factory online? Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's WW dot the athlete factory.co.uk easy for us to find um thank you phil for being here today for sharing yeah for sharing your insight on the industry and um listeners thanks for tuning in don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes please hit like and subscribe and if you want to join us for an episode here at the gym lords podcast fill out the link in the description we will be in touch with you soon as always until next time gym lords out Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is two very special guests. It is Dottie and Tim Litz with Renegade Fitness out of Massachusetts. What is going on, folks? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling? Happy Tuesday. How's it going? Always good. Always good. I hope you guys are having a great day. Um, and look, we are excited to have the both of you on. And you know, we're about ready to dive into the nitty-gritty here of Renegade Fitness. But first, let's take a step back and give the viewers a little bit of perspective here. If you can, in your own words, right, how would you guys describe Renegade Fitness and what you guys do? That was it. Yeah. 
So Renegade Fitness is a garage style box gym. Um, we do functional fitness movements. We are a group fitness um, facility. So we've got scheduled classes. Um, everyone comes in and, you know, for the first half hour of um, the classes we're doing, uh, we'll do a warm up for the first few minutes and then we'll do some strength training. And then after that, we get into um, like a hit style, uh, boot camp style working out. So we get the Olympic weightlifting in and then we get, um, you know, that kind of hit style. So um, it's a pretty popular style of working out, um, very popular in our area specifically. So um, our whole goal, I, I would say what sets us apart from maybe a CrossFit gym or some other places is we try to, or we have in the past, tried to um, work on things like um, accountability and nutrition in addition to your your fitness in in the facility so we find that um the model works better and our clients have better results when they have a really positive relationship with their uh trainers and with the gym so when they're getting not just those workouts but also some accountability and making sure that they're coming in and um kind of a check-in um, so that's sort of the, the basic premise of the gym. It's, it's sort of evolved and, and grown and changed with COVID and, um, you know, for a while there that we were doing, you know, zoom workouts from the basement, like everybody else. And, um, we actually increased our accountability. We were doing, um, actually like once a week, almost like coaching, there were coaching calls is really, what they were, they were almost like life coaching, but it was fitness coaching. So we were doing these one hour sessions with our clients, you know, and, and it was, it was fabulous for them. They, they needed that at the time um, more than they did when we were in the facility. So it was, you know, most clients were getting that you know, once a month. And then with COVID it went up to like once a week um, just because people needed the extra support. So um, I would say in our gym, mental health has become a focal point um, because it isn't just the, the working out for the account accountability portion of the work. We have to talk about things that are keeping people from coming into the gym. And so sometimes we end up opening up doors that aren't necessarily directly fitness related, but they are affecting people coming in. So yeah. um, kind of all those things, that's sort of what sets us apart from, from other box style gyms. Wide, wide, wide range of uh, clientele too. Yeah, it's not necessarily. There's some hard, like hard crossfitters that would like come here, but you also have like 60 year olds, kids right out of high school. Um, it's kind of like for the people that go to Planet Fitness but give up after a month because there's no no one to motivate them to keep going. Mm -hmm. Sure. So. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. I like to tell people our gym is not for fit people. Our gym is for all people. So we have a, yeah. a big range of, of people that come in and yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I appreciate the explanation guys. Thank you for that. It really does help give the viewers a little perspective here. And so let's start with the bare bones basics here. How many members are you guys serving currently? I want to say my last check of the roster, it was somewhere between like 70 and 80 active okay. members some of those are on trial members. So we do offer like a 30 day trial membership. 
Um, yeah. So some of those are trial members, but that's our active roster. We serve anywhere from 30 to 50 people per day, but not everybody comes in every day. So oh, that's course. why those numbers are a little bit skewed. But yeah, we, yeah. We've, our, our goal before COVID, we were probably, our roster was probably about 100. Um, it dwindled down pretty low, you know, right after COVID. And, and now it's, it's, it's steadily coming back up, you know, yeah. as people are, you know, but we're not immune to, you know, the effects of COVID and, you know, the economy and things like that. So, um, so those numbers, they're, they're coming up, but that's probably about where we're at as of today. Yeah. yeah I don't think many people realize outside of the fitness industry, like how much we are still recovering, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of us are. And so uh, I appreciate the transparency there, guys. And so I, I like to ask this question too, to kind of get perspective as well. I mean, with where you guys are at and your location, I mean, what's been the best method for you to get new people through the door? Um, I think our trial, yeah. we've been doing like a, a 30, 30 day for $30 uh, trial. Um, yeah, which is a really, it, it's significantly lower than our, our, normal membership rate and so kind of the idea behind that trial is you know if we can get you to consistently come in here for 30 days hopefully we're going to develop a habit is is the first thought hopefully you're going to fall in love with it and we're not going to have to push it down your throat or beg you to be here or anything like that hopefully within 30 days you're going to love it so much you're just going to you're going to be begging us to, to sign you up that's kind of the goal with that and having that really low risk as far as your money you know if you go out to starbucks every day you probably spend far more than 30 dollars a month at starbucks so if you can afford a you know starbucks every day then you can definitely afford to come into the gym for a month yeah Um, i agreed so so that piece of it and then honestly you know a little bit of social media and and our our own clients our own clients word of mouth yeah other people that come to work out they bring in our a lot of other people their friends our clients are probably the number one way that we have people coming into the gym. It's, it's client referrals because, you know, our, I think our mindset is if we deliver, you know, a good enough product, our clients will want to share the good things that are happening to them with the people that they care about. And that's exactly what's happened, especially post COVID that that's, that's been basically it. This is our word of mouth and, and people kind of dragging people in and, and knowing that, a low risk for somebody to sign up for 30 days so i think the combination of the two of those and then a little bit of social media has been really helpful yeah. a little bit yeah. of signage too some signage advertising but that wasn't a lot yeah and that's awesome that's awesome i i i i think you guys have a great versatility in terms of how you get through the door and that's major because i think a lot of people just focus on either just word of mouth or just posting or just paid advertising right when you when you're not one-dimensional i think it serves you guys well and it just creates that compound effect right i think the money's in the follow-up if you just go mm-hmm. ahead and follow the people even if they haven't shown it's making sure that you're emphasizing that so um now another question because i know you guys said you guys have been higher than where you guys are at now but mm. let's say leads traffic clients all these things were unlimited i mean hypothetically speaking of course i mean how much higher can you go than like what's capacity um so i mean probably capacity is whatever the gym could hold really (laughs) yeah capacity is what the gym can hold without changing up how we deliver the workout so um right now we are at a 15 person max per class um we have been as high as 20 
Um, I don't recall the exact square footage of the gym or what exactly it is, but we can comfortably fit probably 20 people in the gym at a time if the trainer's real smart about how they utilize the space. Um, so that's the most per one hour session. And then we, I think right now we have more classes than we've ever had. So we've got a 5.30 a.m., a 9 a.m., a noontime open, and then a four, five, and a six um, with a couple of Saturday classes. Yeah. My goal for the gym would be to have it open from, you know, 4 a.m. till, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night, five, at least, at least five days a week, maybe six days a week um, would be so to expand our, our time frame open. And then um, the other thing that we sort of played around with, because we had no choice um, was during COVID was, you know, Zoom workouts and things like that. So I would love to be able to scale the operation, be able to bring it, you know, to the internet in that way. Um, we did a little bit of it, like I said, during COVID, um, that was, you know, it, it, it was out of necessity. So the quality wasn't what we necessarily would have wanted to do. So if we went down that road, we want to have that a real, like a really thought out plan and make sure the quality is good. And as far as video quality and things like that, and, um, just a good structure and, and making sure that those people don't get lost in the land of the internet, you know, because they're not walking into the gym. I'm not looking at them directly. So it's making sure that the infrastructure is there for something like that. So I would yeah. say 120, 150, at least somewhere in there, probably the max for in facility yeah. as far as, you know, Wonders. online, I don't think that there's a limit there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I want to ask a little bit of a longer question here, but a good question in itself, right? I think is a good way to transition here. You know, we've been discussing this entire podcast and, and, and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are three pillars of business, right? That's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Getting people through the door, your acquisition, which is your sales, right? Getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you guys feel like you could improve the most? Hmm. Right now it'd be getting more people in. Yeah, probably that acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so, I mean, I, I like to ask, cause I think a lot of people get a little confused because it's, it's, so would it be getting people to, inquire or actually getting them in and converted i think getting them in through the door i think i can get people to call and i can i can get people to call and once they're here they usually stay if they're going mm -hmm. to say they're you know if they're if there's somebody that is fairly committed to wanting to make personal changes in their life usually they will choose yeah. this to be the place to do it um i think so, that the trial is like the biggest because i mean the 30 days they also get to see a result yeah or begin to and i think that's the biggest thing too yeah we do um, 
tracking as well. So we'll do, we'll take like fitness measurements. We'll do body fat index and all that stuff. So we, we get a really good um, picture of where this person's at when they walk in the door and then where they're at, or at least we try to, you know, where they're at at the end of their time. And so it's not a requirement. It used to be a requirement. And we sort of backed off the requirement end of that because it felt like too much pressure for certain people. So we don't require it, but we offer it. And so and we encourage it because then that person can really see what they can achieve in a 30-day time frame. And when they look at those numbers, when they look at their before and after numbers and they really start feeling their clothes fitting differently and you know, they kind of get that experience, that's usually what sells them. We don't have to do a lot of convincing of people because as long as we keep them coming in the door it sells itself. We don't have to do a lot of selling. We just have to get them to sign up for that trial and then come in during that trial, you know? And then, and then after that, if we lose people, it's for, for a reason, like they moved away or, you know, you know, a medical injury injury, that we really work hard on injury prevention. And I think as a, as a business person, you know, it's twofold. One, you don't want your clients getting hurt because you want what's best for your client. You want to work from a place of empathy. But then I think the other place is as a business person, my, my business is the people that is them. And if they get hurt, then they're not coming in and I'm not making money. I'm not, I'm not functioning as a business. So making sure that you know, people are warming up correctly and that people are stretching correctly and that people are eating well and taking care of their bodies. That is the product. That is the mission. So if they're getting hurt, then, you know, if we have some control over that, then, then we try to get in front of that. So usually if it is, you know, an injury, it's, it's something that either you know, is something that already was nagging at them or they did it outside of our facility or, or it's a medical <laughs> issue, you know, and we've had that before. We've had people come in they get really strong and, you know, they think they're invincible and they go out and they do something. And it's like, they come back into the gym and they're like, why did you do that? <laughs> you know? Sure. So, so that that's, and, but that's also the, the mental health component of this. And that's why we work really hard at that piece of it as well to really kind of tap into the whole body you know it isn't just the time you spend here in the gym it's what are you doing outside of here you know that's contributing to your overall wellness yeah yeah that's so true that is so true i i love i love that answer and that's that's this is literally why we do it right i think people can can hear that i think it really really changes perspectives because i think a lot of gym owners now they're in it for the wrong reasons right they're motivated by profit and so which again, obviously you need money to stay open, but the thing is it can't be at the forefront. And I feel like that will never create that that community, right? True, true home of a gym that you guys have. So um, I've got two more questions for you guys, my two favorite questions. You know, what's the bigger picture for you guys? I mean, let's say five, 10 years down the road, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Mm, that's a really good question. It's a really good question. It's it's hard. I feel like that's a hard question to answer for us specifically because, you know, for me, like I didn't wake up one day and you know, decide I'm going to be a gym owner. You know, I didn't I didn't wake up I didn't wake up and decide any of the things that I I've done in my life 
you know, I didn't wake up as a child and think, okay, this is, this is the plan. This is what I'm going to do with my life. I sort of stumbled my way into things. I've, I've, you know, yeah, we didn't plan this at all. This, we kind of, uh, she actually went and started another business doing uh, furniture and flowers during COVID. And um, the previous owner of the gym, he found another, um, actually started coaching other people owning their gyms. And uh, he always wanted to move to Florida. So he decided he wanted to move to Florida. And uh, we asked him what he was doing with the gym. And he, we worked out an agreement to purchase it from him. And uh, yeah, and that was out of the blue. That wasn't like a, a plan. It was sort of out of the blue in the sense of like, I had I had been working for the gym. Yeah, I had, had managed the gym. I was already okay. a trainer. So my foot was in the door already. And and, and basically what it was is I, I loved the place. You know, I... I found this gym during a very difficult time in my own life and it helped me move beyond difficult things in my own life. So when it came down to like, okay, this is post COVID, the owner's looking at, you know, moving in a different direction for himself. Somebody has got to kind of step up and, and take the lead and, and, and either do this or, or, or not. And so when it came down to, it, it was like, or should we do this? Do we want to do it? Well, let's do it. Are we the best ones? I don't know, but we we're 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 doing it. We're able to do it. And we're doing it, and, and we love it. We absolutely love it. You know, and and we've had some we've had some trials and tribulations. We've had we've had some dark days. You know, it's not easy right now running a gym. It's just not. It's it's just running a business in general. Just running a business in general is hard, but especially running a gym because of COVID and because. I think right now, you know, whether you want to call that we're in a recession or recession or not, you know, the, the, the situation that we're in right now, as far as like finances are concerned in our economy, the first thing that people are pulling when they don't have enough resources is things like the gym. They're pulling the gym. They're pulling, you know, extracurriculars that they just, you know, I can cut this out, so I'm going to cut it out. And so that's a challenge. It's a challenge to, to remind people like, okay, you can cut this out today. We get that, but you're also going to cut out, you know, you, you're sacrificing this at your own expense, at your physical health, you know, or where are you going to be in 10 or 15 years if, if you're not working out, you know, and, and it's, it's tough. We've had to, you know, pivot. We've had to make pivots. We've had to, you know, change things up in order to, to keep the clients in, in here that are here and then to try to generate, you know, more people coming in. So it's a tough time to be a business owner at all. And it's definitely a tough time to be a gym owner. It's not for the faint at heart at all. Um, but I really, I really believe that if you follow your heart, the money will come. So if you follow your heart, you do what's best for the, the, the people that you're responsible for. I really think that the, the, the money comes, you know, I, I think it'll, it'll come no matter how bad things are. And you can only yeah. go up from here too. That's the other thing. Yeah, So, you know, when you start off during really, really hard times like this, you know, I, I look at businesses that started during the great depression there are businesses that started out during the great depression and, and they kept going forward. I, I think it makes you resilient and tough. And, you know, if you can survive this, you can probably survive anything. You just have to keep marching forward and, and pivot mm -hmm. and, and keep making those good sound business decisions and, and, you know, just keep marching forward with your heart. 
Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That was a mic drop of an answer, but I got one more question for you guys. I got one more. For you. I got one more. Um, you know, if you guys go back in time here to when you first started the gym and sit yourself down with with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Mm. Oh man, that's a good one. It is a good one. I I think for me personally, because I've definitely struggled with this and we've talked about this a lot, but there's a, you know, as it, my heart is huge and I, I just want everyone to be successful and I want everyone to meet their goals and I want everyone to be happy around me. But sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Sometimes you have to make tough calls. That's part of being a business owner. So sometimes you have to say no. Sometimes you have to, um, you know, somebody hasn't paid their bill. You, you got to call them up and say, hey, you got to pay or you can't come in or, you know, whatever it is, whatever those really tough decisions are, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to make some hard decisions that you really don't want to have to make. And sometimes you take some heat for that. Sometimes you get criticized. You know, I, I've got, I, I think you want to please everybody in this, you know, for at least for me in this industry, I, I'm here to help people. I want to help people. And there's days where you're not going to make everybody happy. There are going to be people that no matter what you do, they're not going to be happy. They're not going to be happy with the services you've provided. They're going to criticize and, and think that your product's too expensive or, you're, you know, you didn't do a good enough job or you know, someone got hurt or, you know, it's bad things are going to happen. And so you just have to kind of armor up and be resilient towards those things that it's not always going to be rainbows and, and sunshine. Sometimes the rain's going to come and the storms are going to come and you have to be able to weather those and, and have a, I'm never going to give up attitude. It's not, you know, it's, it's how are we going to do this? You know, it's not, if we're going to do it, it's how we're going to do it. And so I think if a piece of advice I would have given myself is, you know, get a thicker skin because not always people aren't always going to be happy. You're not always going to do it perfectly. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall on your face and then you're going to have to get up and put one foot in front of the other and, and march forward. And you're either going to do that with your business or without it. And so make a decision. So that's probably what I would say is to be gentler on myself in the sense of understanding that sometimes no matter what you do it just is what it is so that's probably for me i don't know i don't i don't think i have any advice for myself I, i'd rather go back and i'd rather be able to go back in time with the knowledge that i have now of how to run a business and like do the marketing and like mm. i mean youtube is a fantastic tool for learning that stuff mm. um but it also like you know trial and error on things and yeah i wish i could just go back and start with the knowledge that I have now on that. Mm. Yeah. There we go. Well, there we go. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before before we sign out, please, I mean, shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, let's see. Renegade Fitness in uh, Pittsburgh, Massachusetts. Our website is renegadefitnessco.com. Uh, the Instagram, let's see. Uh, should be Renegade Fitness MA for Massachusetts. 
Um, and we're on Facebook too. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 30 days for 30 bucks. Yeah. Come on in. There Come try go. us out. Take us for a spin and, and see what yeah. we can do for you. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. If you guys don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just so I can let know how you can get the podcast, I'd appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out, okay? Yeah, thank awesome. you. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.